Yes, hello everybody, and welcome once again to The Brink, episode 16 of the podcast reboot for another Brinkaliciously awesome, Brinkin' Brinktacular episode of your favouritest podcast that you don't know you listen to, or at least maybe admit to your loved ones. Hey, guess what? I listen to The Brink. Because perhaps that's why there are so many single people out there, not too sure. But we're excited to be back for yet another episode, big, big episode, lots to bring you today. And we have plenty of things to talk about and plenty of things not to talk about. One thing that I just wanted to mention before we get into all the fun stuff is that uh, we've, we've been talking a lot about our, our American listeners. Mountain View in California is a town that... For some reason, has discovered that the Brink exists and likes to listen to us fairly regularly. And yet, for some reason, the last week, when I put the shout-out to those listening to us in Mountain View, they they haven't listened in the last week. So, perhaps they got scared. Somebody caught wind. One of their Australian friends messaged them and were like, don't, don't listen. They want to know who you are. So, uh, there you go. Uh, if you uh, happen to listen to this week, I'm going to put this out on every single episode. Mountain View California, we know you listen to the brink. We want to know more about you. Whether whether you you might be the mayor, you might be just the town person who works at the local shop. Just let us know. We'll get you on. We'll talk to you about Mountain View, and uh, we'll learn a lot because I personally want to know. I know our listeners want to know, and the world needs to know. I feel a little bit more about Mountain View. So please, if you're listening, Mountain View, reach out to us. We'll organise for you to come on the show to talk about Mountain View. <laughs> Another week, another appearance by Mr. Paul Luttrell. Paul, welcome back to The Brink. Good to be here. I didn't even need to give you much of an introduction. I just went straight into it. I thought, well, why not? Not much needs to be said. He's Paul, and he's talking. Um, Trump. We always talk about Trump. Let's start off with Trump. Why not? What's What's been going on this week? I, I think he's, he's been a bit calmer this week again. I haven't really seen too much except him fighting with Snoop Dogg. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Oh. That's, that's but uh, I've seen that he's been... I think this might have been last week, but it's kind of carried over into this week. He accused Obama of wiretapping his house, something, mm. putting putting wiretaps in his microwave, apparently. Yeah, and now apparently everyone in America is scared that uh, they're being spied on in their microwave. I think all the uh, late-night hosts have been having a field day with this. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, the, the old burrito uh, device in the burrito. Yeah, that <laughs> definitely works. Um. What else? His uh, his travel ban got blocked once again. So, yeah, that's not. He should probably just give up on that. Hmm. You think he would? Um, but I'm sure he probably won't. He'll probably just get to the point where it's like, we're going to ban people from, and we're just like this is the country that no one's ever heard of, and everyone will be like, okay, fine, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think so. Well, at least then he wouldn't be, uh, you know, it wouldn't be too controversial. This is kind of. It's a pretty big Muslim population in the world. Uh, if he's trying to uh, you know, block them from coming into America, it's a pretty big... It affects a lot of people. It's it's interesting to kind of see him keep doing it because I guess a lot of people's perspective of the position of president in the United States is that they kind of are the be-all, end-all of power, you know, and uh, this person, whereas I guess, you know, analysing how it keeps happening... I mean, it, there's similarities, I guess, to how it kind of works in Australia. It's, it's not like Malcolm Turnbull right now can be like, everyone in Australia, you are banned from eating McDonald's. Like, it's got to pass through a couple of parliaments here and there. So um, it's it's interesting to kind of put the powers of the presidency into perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he has, well, he has those executive orders and stuff that he keeps using. Um, but also, I think, 
just on a basic level, I think if the president of your country says, yeah, this is okay to act in this way, then it kind of legitimizes that behavior. And other people say, yeah, I know, if you, usually people can say, well, that's unacceptable. But then people can say, well, the president does it, and I guess. Mm. So, yeah, it's... It's interesting. It's interesting. And the Snoop Dogg uh, thing, basically, Snoop Dogg was in a film clip during the week that was released, and in it there is a, uh, a character which is quite clearly meant to be Donald Trump. And uh, Snoop Dogg at one point raises a gun to this character, fires it, but like a you know a comedic bang little sign comes out of the gun. But, you know, he's implying that he's going to assassinate Donald Trump. So Trump's tweeted something in the lines of, you know, Disgusting by Snoop Dogg. Can you imagine the um, the the outcry if this was against Obama? And look, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to agree with Donald Trump, but I think he's kind of got a bit of a point there. Um, I mean, whether you like the guy or not, is it appropriate to kind of have a video where you're implying you want to assassinate your country's leader? Mm, I think it's a pretty contentious kind of issue. I think you can't, you don't want to censor people and you want to have freedom of expression and whatever. But then at the same time, I don't think if he's truly advocating violence against someone who was democratically elected, then yeah, definitely that's not acceptable. And I, I, I think putting it out there as like Trump's the, uh, the cause of all of our problems and, and whatever is not a good way to look at it. Trump is just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, uh, your, your problems at your kind of, foundational level of people um, basically lacking a number of things, lacking education, lacking, I don't know, exposure to different um, cultures and things like that, and also employment is another big thing. So I think just saying, oh, yeah, if we killed Trump, then all of our problems would go away. It's just a very naive view. Um, But also, yeah, just I, I think that people on... On the left, I would consider myself as being on the left. Kind of need to practice what they pre- practice what they preach, and not advocate, you know, murder mm. essentially. Yeah, I mean, there, I think Marilyn Manson had a video out just uh, after or before Trump was elected that basically depicted Donald Trump getting decapitated. Um, and I mean, look, you know, I, I'm with you there. You know, artistic freedom, all these kind of things, but. Um, I don't know. I just feel that there definitely would be a certain level of outcry against Obama um, if that was to be the case. And even even if Hillary had been elected, I'm sure there would have been certain outcry with that. But again, it's just that fine line, isn't it? Because, I mean, yes, people should be able to express their opinions on Trump and, and any person in, in power. I mean, they don't live in, you know, a, 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 what's the word I'm trying to think for here, uh, Paul? Um, Russia, uh, communist. Thank you very much, Ben. I'm very much uh, glad that I'm capable of thinking of words today. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to kind of think about. Yeah, I think it all comes out of context. I mean, you say if someone did the same thing for Obama, yeah, if it was a member of the Ku Klux Klan doing it for Obama, and you know, oh, yeah, that's definitely got racist undertones, overt overt racism. But if it was someone from, say, I don't know, which country has America bombed recently? Some country. Take a pick. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say Syria. Iraq. Iraq, yeah, sure. Or something like that, any kind of Middle Eastern country, if they were doing it, chopping off the head of Obama, then you would think, oh, okay, it's obviously not a race thing. It's obviously retaliation or some kind of thing, retaliation against bombing or yeah. something. So I don't, 
I don't think you would have the outcry. Maybe, maybe you would. Maybe people are just patriotic enough to say, you don't cut the head off our president or whatever, and they'd be pissed off. Well, this is, it's fascinating, I think, too, because, I mean, Americans are a very proud uh, country. They're, they're very passionate. They love their country. And, I mean, you know, we've talked a bit about Bush sort of on this on this show before, and you kind of found in that period of George W. Bush that, yes, he was very unpopular for, you know, probably the, the latter half of his presidency, but there still seemed to be so many people that at least were like, look, yes, he's a bit of a buffoon, yes, he's not that good, but he's still the president, respect him, where I don't find that people are doing that with Trump. It's kind of like, fuck Trump, I don't give a fuck if he's the president, fuck him and everything he stands for. Yeah, I think it was different time, I guess. You got post 9-11 and everything, everyone was getting really patriotic and uniting against a common enemy, I guess, so... Bush could kind of hide behind that, which then goes on to say, well, I guess that's the purpose of war a lot of the time is to, um, I don't know, mm. unite people yeah. against someone else. It's interesting. I mean, does that, does that what Trump needs to start a war? I mean, he kind of is, isn't he? Well, I mean, it's not like he doesn't try to start one every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that it's, I don't know, hopefully he gets impeached before then. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it could happen. Um but I'm not, I'm not sure who who with. You take your pick. You've got lots and lots of. He's making a lot of enemies. Well, I think. But then we've also got to look at the fact that even if he gets impeached, what is it? Mike Pence would be in power, and I don't really think he's yeah, exactly. much of a better option, is he? Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd say it's probably worse. I'd say that <laughs> because he's much more obvious, uh, much more subtle, and whatever with the way that he could do it. I think he can schmooze people a little bit more as well because he comes across as such a, a nice family man, but he has these really, really uh, awful beliefs, I guess. Well, is it, is it what? Speaker of the House is 39. That's, is that Paul Ryan? Is that his name? Or, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean what's, what's his general, I guess, reception? Because, I mean, he seems like a, a decent guy. He seems charismatic. He seems, you know, to know what he's talking about. But, I mean, again, this is coming from a guy from the suburbs of Hobart's perspective who really doesn't know too much about the guy. Yeah, I think that's he's probably one of the more dangerous ones when you think about it because he is he does come across as quite a nice guy and he's got a level head and everything, but he's coming with this really uh, conservative ideology, which I don't know doesn't it's not good for a lot of people. I think that generally speaking, Republicans are very much self serving, and um, this is gen- I'm I'm being general here, but Republicans tend to favour. Obviously, the uh, the wealthier um, citizens, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not, not really a lot on social justice and everything with the Republicans either. No, no. Well, you know, we've only, what, got three years and ten months to go. So, <laughs> you know... Sounds so long, but um, you know it will it will be over. Uh, speaking of things and years and everything, uh, you and I have something in common: the fact that this week we both uh, had birthdays. Um, now, you, I think you're a year younger than me, are you not? So you only turned twenty nine. Am I correct in saying that? Uh, turned twenty seven. Oh, twenty. Oh, Jesus Christ! Why did I think you're only a year younger than me? You're a spring chicken. Uh, yeah, I can't even relate to that now. Twenty seven. Screw you. Uh, how how was your birthday do you still get an ice cream cake from mcdonald's and like a a little lolly bag at your party with all your friends from your preschool blowing out my candles (laughs) no i no i didn't at all i i actually forgot which day my birthday was on i went to to uni to a class on tuesday 
And someone brought it up to me. They're like, oh, it's your birthday tomorrow, isn't it? And I thought, oh, is it? Oh, because I knew it was that week, but then I, I hadn't really plotted it. I didn't know exactly what the date was that day. And then, yeah, so it's, it's, that's what it's come to. I don't even really think about it anymore. It's kind of just, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, wait a few more years until you're about to turn 30 and you're mourning the death of your youth. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am just... I, uh, it's terrible. I feel like I, I worry about it less now, though. I kind of... I, when I was, like, turning... When you go from, like, turning 20 or 21 to 22 and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting getting there and stuff. And now it's kind of like, oh, I don't care that much anymore. It's, it's it's just, it's such a weird feeling because, I mean, I'm with you in terms of forgetting when you, like, it's, when you are a certain age, your birthday is the greatest day in the world because it's a day all about you. So, I mean, it's like, yes, this is the greatest thing ever. But yeah, as you get older, it literally, like, you just don't really give a shit. And, I mean, I guess my experience on my birthday, at least in the last four or five years, is I'm generally not even in the state. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've had it away from my family. I've had it away, you know, from people that supposedly celebrate it. And so this year it's different. And, and again, it's kind of like, it's a Saturday. It's a big one. It's a, you know, a big 30, you know, you're meant to be doing a big thing about it. And people are like, oh, you know, you got to do this. And it's kind of like, well, A, don't really want to celebrate it. B, don't really have anyone here to celebrate it with. And C, can we just wake up on Sunday morning and pretend it never happened? <laughs> and so it's like, I don't care. And then people ask you, like, my, my dad what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, Dad, everything I want can't happen, so let's just make it through the day. And, um, you know, it's like, not going to not gonna change things. You can build me a time machine? That would be great. If, that, if you can do that, <laughs> sure, give it to me. Absolutely, I'll take it. But um, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like, I, I mean, Christmas, I think Christmas to me, the child is always going to be there. I'm always going to love Christmas. But my birthday, I don't know. I just, it's like, yeah, really? Yeah. I find Christmas, though, to be even... More kind You're of. You're not uh, a Christmas fan, are you? I think I remember no, talking. It's really inconvenient. Yeah. Everything's shut. Whenever you try and go anywhere in town or whatever during Christmas, it's always so busy. It's I'm that way around just... Easter. To me, Easter's pointless. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not religious. No yeah. offense to everyone who's listening. You're religious. Like, great. I get the meaning behind it. No offense, but it's like. Easter's turning into mini Christmas now. It's not about the chocolate. It's about the presents now, and the two blend together as well. It's kind of like yeah. Christmas decorations stay up until mid-February, and then bloody chocolate rabbits start coming out then as well. And, and that always makes me mad when people are complaining that, oh, Easter decorations are out already. It's like, dude, at the end of Christmas, you've pretty much only got three months till Easter. Think about it. Christmas decorations come out in about September. That's three months to Christmas. So it's pretty much a standard thing, three-month, you know, window there. Um, so, I mean, if, if if Easter eggs and hot cross buns start coming out in, like, October, yeah, you've got a legitimate reason to complain. But, like, if you're seeing them there in January, pretty standard, if you ask me. Yeah. It's it's so strange, though. It's just, what the hell do chocolate rabbits have to do with... The thing, too, you talk about birthdays, not remembering it. I had weird, like, uh, I was about two or three weeks ago now. Uh, I woke up and on my Facebook wall, I had about three or four people posting on my wall going, happy birthday, Ben, you know, have a great day. And this is like February the 20th. And my yeah. birthday's March the 18th. And I'm like, I've literally replied to these people like going, my birthday's not till next month, like WTF. And so like I've, po- I've posted on Facebook. I haven't probably had a status update in a while at that point. I'm just like, appreciate the happy birthday, guys. But let's wait until it's actually my birthday. Like, 
Is there like some sort of glitch in there? I mean, do you ever get people randomly wishing you happy birthday on Facebook when it's not your birthday? No, I haven't had it. But it's it's funny that I'm I I mean I'm not one for making a big deal of it. That's so funny. Just all the messages and everything. It's it's great, but it's <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. Where you're just and then like, oh. you get picky. Do you not find you get picky? Because then at the end of the day, you're like, ah. Oh, John didn't wish me a happy birthday. I thought he would. Oh, I don't do that. I kind of just like, oh, this means I have to reply. And I'll, just, I'll just like everyone's. <laughs> yeah, I like them. I like them. And then I will generally put a thank you at the end of the day. I don't reply to everyone because I feel that's a bit weird. Yeah. Unless someone specifically asks me a question yeah. or something like that. Then, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's different that way. But it's it's like um, if somebody texts me happy birthday, you generally like, you know, Nan Will or my auntie or something like that who aren't on Facebook. You know, that's a reply. That's a, you know, hey, thanks. You know, that's great. Uh, and this, I mean, I don't know. Isn't it weird how like 10 years ago you would consider a text message impersonal because, you know, before then it was a phone call. Yeah. And back then, a text message in person, whereas now, I don't know if this is just me, I almost find a text message more personal than a wall post on Facebook, because I'm like, well, you remember, you don't need Facebook, or even if you've been reminded by Facebook, it's a little bit more personal to contact me on my number rather than just on generic social media. It's weird how times change like that. Yeah, even it's even like a message, messenger or whatever, mm. that's that's slightly more personal, I guess, I guess because you're not getting the, I don't know, the gratification from showing it to other people. Yeah, and, kind and, of and, well, speak- and it's, it's the herd too, isn't it? You kind of feel like, oh, you're only posting on my wall because, you know, we've got 30 mutual friends and you've seen 24 of them post happy well, may as well post on Paul's wall. Um, yeah. But- Where it's gone out of your way now. Exactly, exactly. But it's not going out of your way at all. It's kind of the, the exact same amount of effort, but I guess it's it's more personal somehow just because it's only between the two of you. Now, do you and Caitlin, like, what's the deal when it comes to presents? For, I mean, are you present givers? You just go, oh, happy birthday, give you a kiss, that's fine. I mean, does she ask you? What, what does she do for your birthday? Oh, uh, we usually just try and buy something that's, I mean, it's not expensive or anything, but just something that's kind of tailored to... What we like this? She bought me a pug mug, <laughs> and and uh, a book, um, Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut. Pug, so which, uh, a, 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 like a, a mug with a pug on it. Is that basically what we're saying? Um, it's it's shaped. It's square and it's kind of shaped like a pug. <laughs> So, it has a pug face on the front and a tail on the back and stuff. It's, now, is this because you're a fan of pugs, or is this an in joke? Uh, I want. I wouldn't mind getting a pug, but they're so expensive. Really? But I also. Getting a pig either. You, pugs and pigs are cool. You don't you don't picture I don't picture you as a pug fan. <laughs> like <laughs> I picture you as like a fan of like a bigger dog. Like not a pug. I don't know. You just don't you don't come across that way to me. <laughs> I don't know. Pugs are cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's kinda cool. I like that about I like learning that about you, Paul. That's that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's a pug guy. Um there you go. Yeah. People listening, let's all chip in, let's start a crowdfunding campaign. Get Paul a pug. I think um, they cost about three thousand dollars. Is generally though that is ridiculous. Pure. You can buy yeah. my car was like four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and they're really expensive to keep as well because they have lots of like um, respiratory issues and stuff, and you have to clean out their skin folds and everything. <laughs> you might be cheaper to get a pig. <laughs> yeah, a pig, but then they grow massive. Like even even teacup pigs. <laughs> to be enormous. But they're intelligent, though. They're like one of the most intelligent animals on the planet. So, 
Yeah, I, I, not, intelligent, not, not intelligent enough to make themselves smaller. Though. Right, okay, true. But, I mean, I'm guessing more intelligent than a pug. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, wow, I feel like we're learning so much. Um, any other stories before we go? Any other people's hair catch fire this week or anything along those lines? Oh, no, no, none of that. Um, I'm still fascinated by that story. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's kind of um, the horrors of uh, the, the bus networking in... Uh, Certain areas of Hobart. Yes, yes. If um, people don't know what we're talking about, listen to last week's episode. Paul's story about people's hair catching fire on buses in Hobart will haunt your dreams. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's also it's a moral tale against using <laughs> using too much uh, hair product. Yes. One of those. Not that I'm victim blaming here, but no, uh, no, of course not. <laughs> probably wouldn't have gone up as quickly if it didn't have that in there. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else that's happened. You put me on the spot here. We plan a lot on the brink. Again, nothing's changed since we were last on edge. I mean, we literally just sit here and go, cool, we want to talk about. Um, and then that's generally what happens. I'm trying to see. I can't think of anything too, really. Um, yeah, don't have a little anecdote. Yeah. So probably this is a point where I say thanks for being here and uh we will speak to you uh next week or, or whenever we next speak to you here on the ring paul thank you no problem it's been good Another time where we bring you a classic live performance and a bit of a short one today but it's still a very memorable one back in 2014 we had an american band on the show called the exchange actually appeared on our show on july 4th funnily enough now the exchange were formed after a reality competition in the u.s and we're in hobart as part of the festival of voices came in gave a great interview sell it all things celebrated i should say all things to do with the u.s given that it was july 4th and gave an amazing acapella performance of uh the robin thick's song blurred lines and i'm going to play that for you right now we're going back to 2014 to hear the exchange singing live in studio with blurred lines Trying to say, if you can't breathe from the same head, maybe I'm going deaf, maybe I'm going blind, maybe I'm out of my mind. Looking at he was close, tried to domesticate you, but you're an animal. Maybe it's in your nature. Let me liberate you. You don't need no paper. That man is not your maker, and that's why I'ma take a good girl. I know you want it, hey, I know you want it, I know you want it, a good girl, can't let it get past me, you're far from plastic, talking about getting blasted, these blurred lines. Luckily, we were without this person in last week's episode, but sadly, he's back this week to annoy the shit out of us again. It's Dakota Leary, hello Dakota. Um, yeah, it's good to be back if I'm actually back. Like, I might not be even there. I think you're back now. You're pretty good. So, uh... <laughs> okay. All right. Things are fine. Uh, where were you last week? Attendance, attendance was lacking, Dakota. This isn't good. You, you, you know, did you have an excuse? Do you have, like, a note from home? Where was I yesterday, uh, last week? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So I must have been doing something pretty fun then. Clearly, it stood out to you. It's something so memorable been... that you love it to bits. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think I don't know. I was doing something. Do- I'm sure. I'm sure I was busy doing something. Doing something. <laughs> that's, that's that's the like, vibe. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know what I was doing because I can't remember. But... So, so I guess then if I was asked how how's your last two weeks been, you're not going to be able to answer it because you have no idea what the hell you've been doing. I'm sure they've been all right. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Cool. I mean. I'm a, I'm a uni student now, aren't I? You are, Whoa. yes. You will, I mean, you haven't started yet, but since, I guess that's a good point, you've, you've signed up, you have officially become uh, in debt to the government for the rest of your life. So congratulations. I have, yeah. Oh, man, it's it's a huge honour to be in debt to the government. <laughs> I can't, uh, it's just, it, I feel so proud of myself and, mm-hmm. and all the debt and all that stuff is going to be just, <laughs> Can't wait, honestly. Clearly, you sound so excited. <laughs> I am, oh, honestly, can't wait. Yeah, clearly. So what, I mean, what what spurred this on? What spurred this on, Dakota? What was it like where you just like, one morning, hey, what's up? I'm bored. I'm going to go to uni. Well, my job is shit, was shit. Um, was? So are, was like, are you implying you left your job? Yes, I did leave my job. Oh, okay. Well, that's another question. We'll get back to that anyway. Uni, yes. Okay. Why are you going? <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, what am I going to do instead? I'm like, oh, I might as well go to uni and do something with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that. And what is, what is it that you are specifically doing with your life at university? A, a degree in how to become older than 15? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm, studying, I'm studying Bachelor of the Arts. Um, I'm going to major in journalism, I think, Uh-oh. and I don't know Look out. what my mind is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Should I be scared? Do I have to yes. Do I have to be worried now about the status of journalism in Hobart? Because, you know, I was scared when you went in the road, but this is different. I'll go right, I'll go right for news.com.au. Well, I mean, look, they do hire 12-year-olds with no experience, so you don't really need to go to uni. <laughs> so you should be fine. That's, I think you could apply right that's now. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll do it then. <laughs> they would look at that and go, oh, a university degree, you're too overqualified. How are you meant to report to us on the status of boobs on this woman? Exactly. Yeah, good point. Actually, I might just apply now then. Yeah. That's all right. You'll be the cool. CEO by next week. Hell yeah. You know, Hell yeah. Can't you're, wait. you're a senior citizen for news.com.au. God, it feels good to be able to bag them out again. Can I just say that? I, Doesn't I, it? Yeah. I just felt uncomfortable not being able to say bad things about them when I was employed by News Corp. But um, news.com, you suck. You really shit. Uh, so, <laughs> I can say that now. It, feel, it feels comfortable. So you quit your job. I mean, you loved your shoes and your coffee. Like, why did you quit? Um, we got a new boss, and she's quite horrible okay. to us all. Right. Um. She's not paying the bills, not oh. paying staff. That's pretty shit. Um, all that kind of stuff. So, anyone listening, don't go to Digital Shoes Espresso because it's crap and <laughs> horrible and no one ever wants to go there ever again. Because so, <laughs> Dakota's yeah. left. That's what he's saying. Dakota left. No one wants to go there anymore. I mean, everyone left. <laughs> so, who's like, serving the no coffee? Staff. Is this a reason not to go there because no one's serving the coffee? I've, I've no idea who's serving anything. I don't know what's happening. You don't want to go to a coffee shop where you literally walk in and it's just like, hi, welcome to Little Shoes. Can I have a coffee? No. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's happening. Maybe they've closed down. I'm not sure. I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> they've got big shoes to fill. <laughs> it's not funny. It's really not funny. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You've, you've become a uni student, you've left your job, and now you're becoming a little shit. Um, the, the trans- I've always been a little shit. That's sorry, true. Haven't I? 15-year-olds <laughs> yeah. are, are generally little shits, so... Um, cool. Anything else to add? Because we're we're bringing back something today. I'm excited for this. But before we get to that, like, we are what, bringing back. You are, yeah, okay. we are. But like, what's going? What else is going? On? Anything else to add? You got anything to comment on? Something's pissed you off this week? We'll save that. But what else has been happening? <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I was playing F1 2016, and Nico Rosberg crashed into me. Cool. Um, so nothing new. Apart from that, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, I mean, I think yeah, we should, I think we're just getting getting ready for me to play a button, play a button, play a sound. Um, so play, uh, can... play that sound. All right. Let's play this. Ben and Dakota get angry. Ah! Oh, the glass breaks even louder now. Apparently, on podcasting, it does. It's, it's better, Dakota, get angry. This was like one of our favourite things we ever did. Uh, I can't wait to get angry at stuff. I don't know what to get angry about, though, but I'm sure I'll find something. Do you, do you want me to you go You know first? what makes me angry? Oh, hell no, you go first. Yes, you tell know, me. Tell me. What's, what makes you angry? Not knowing what to get angry about it makes me so angry. No, what makes me angry is what? the fact that since we've started doing this, there's a weird delay on Skype, and it's not the same as when we're in studio, and I don't like that. You know what makes me angry? What? Your voice keeps cutting out, and I don't know what you're angry about. <laughs> you know what makes me angry? What? what you just said, too, because that is kind of annoying. That's incredible. You know what makes me angry? <laughs> what? Old Spice aftershave. Why? Because, like, when you try and put it on, it all comes out and, like, it's like it falls on the floor and, like, there's too much of it comes out and, like, people die. You know what makes me angry? What? It's turning 30. I don't want to. You know what makes me angry? What? Being 15. I want to be 18. <laughs> you know what makes me angry? What? The fact that the oven in my house just went off with a loud bell, and you probably heard that in the background, and that makes this podcast sound unprofessional. You know what makes me angry? What? The fact that I didn't hear that bell in the background. <laughs> you know what makes me angry? What? The fact that I mentioned a bell went off in the background without actually listening back to this first to see if <laughs> even a bell went off in the background, so nobody has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what makes me angry? What? It's really angry. The state of my room. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> You know what makes me angry? Clean it or something. What? When 15 year olds complain that their room's messy, clean it! Look, you know what makes me angry? What? When 30 year olds complain about, 15 year olds complaining about their room being messy and telling us to clean it because it shits me because you're 30, so shut up. You know what doesn't make me angry? What? Is the fact that I can say fuck and shit and ass and words that we couldn't say on radio. That's kind of convenient in this segment. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite good, yeah. It's quite, yeah, it is quite convenient. It's a good thing. It is. You know what makes me angry? What? Hot weather. Yes. Shit. It is. You know what makes me angry? What? Hot weather. It's shit. Oh, it is. <laughs> You know, actually, hang on, I'll add to that. You know what also makes me angry? I'm interrupting. You can be angry about that. But the fact that it's March, and it's hotter than March, and it's been all fucking summer. It's autumn now. Get over it. You know what makes me angry? What? The fact that you just interrupted me, and now I can't remember what I was going to say before that. Um, You know what makes me angry? What? That I can't see a picture of Kevin Bacon. That's what made this segment so good, because at the end we could calm down, because, hey, Kevin was looking over us. And now I have to Google it, and I can't be bothered. Oh, okay. You know what makes me angry? What? I forgot Kevin Bacon existed. <laughs> this is the part where I hang up on. Actually, no, fuck you. No, right. That's uh, hanging up and that's... This segment just died. We don't even... We don't even... We used to kick him out of the studio for that. So, <laughs> let's just see. Let's give him a few moments. That really makes me angry. That's just... That's just not on. That is just some serious shit. You can hear it ringing. Edit it out. You know, that is bullshit. You know that, no, no, you listen. You just get kicked out of the studio for that. Now, you watch yourself. Now, you, you <laughs> really think about what you're going to say no, next. No. Oh, the, uh, uh, it, it, um, you cut out. It's gone. Well, it's I'm gone. still here, so I can still hear you. <laughs> All I can see is a picture of, like, a screaming woman. I don't know what That's it is. That's the reaction of the world when people say they've forgotten about Kevin Bacon. That picture, that woman was smiling two minutes ago until you said that. I, I mean, I don't know because I didn't say it, but 
Oh, are you still angry? You got anything more to say? I don't think that went pretty well. I mean, you made me a bit angry hanging up on you. <laughs> well, me, you... Like, could we just back up and think what you said? Like... Yeah, but you, you weren't very nice about it. Well, you You're weren't very like, nice for getting Kevin you, Baker. Don't, don't know. Don't... don't, don't I'll, I've got the power of the no, red button no, in front no, of no, me. No, 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 no. I've got the power. No, you can't... Don't, you don't defend yourself with your words. Don't do that. <laughs> can't would, do that. What would you like just me to defend myself with? The fact I've got that my words you messed okay. up. I'm glad I can't hear your your defences because like you're just like cutting out all the time. I'm glad. You know what's funny? It's good is that if people are listening to this and um, they don't, I guess, know the geography of Hobart, uh, Dakota and I are literally in neighbouring suburbs. So I mean, we could probably do this in person, but we're just lazy. We probably <laughs> could actually. Why aren't we doing this in person? Uh, I don't like. I don't like you. So. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. Then, then why call me any in the first place? Then because we don't have anything else to talk about on the brink. I mean, you know. Like... <laughs> and plus, I want to get angry because getting angry is fun, and that's what we do. But just you watch your mouth on Kevin Bacon, Mister. Oh, who cares about Kevin Bacon? All right. Well, that was Dakota. It was fun to have him. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, get him back on another episode. Always exciting to be able to have our next person on the show. Uh, I don't really need to introduce him because, well, he basically helped create this show. It's Josh. Josh Shoebridge. Josh, welcome back to another episode. Thank you, Benny boy. How art thou this evening? Oh, look, you know, just uh, chilling. Uh, I'm old now, so um, usually got to be in bed before like eight o'clock with like a glass of prune juice and my slippies on or something like that. But um, I think I'm bucking the trend right really? now, so yeah. Well, you keep that up, man. <laughs> you got to hold it tight because, man, I turned 30 in a few months too and I'm... I'm peaking, I'll tell you that. I have no sympathy for you because I am already 30, so, uh, no. There's, uh, <laughs> I don't... Oh, oh boo-hoo, I'm still 29. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Screw you. It's funny, actually, because, uh, during the week I posted that I hosted... I posted that I hosted, hey, that's a new thing, um, my 2000th episode of, of radio, podcast, everything combined, and... Put together a little, you know, package, as I like to do. I like to put bits together to music. And, uh, you know, obviously get a lot of clips uh, going through the years and finding lots and stuff that you and I have sort of done over <laughs> the years. And I still think that, you know, the one that always stands out was, you know, back in the, the days when we you did the No Tim segment and uh, we talked about creating the, the Tim Diaries, uh, which sadly never never got off the ground. But um, obviously, sadly, since Tim has, uh, you know, left us, um, you know, maybe we need to attribute sort of just pictures of Tim Franklin doing things and just to turn the page. No, Tim! <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will write a kid's book on that called No, Tim. <laughs> Tim decided to stick a fork into an aardvark's butthole. No, Tim, no. Well, it would work because, you know, ever since we've had that Everybody Poops book, I mean, it's, I don't think... And what was that one that Noni Hazelhurst, like, used to read out, that like, go the fuck to sleep, Johnny, or something like that? So, you know, I think, oh, I think you're pretty Hazelhurst. safe. It was, um, it was Jennifer Garner. Yeah, but the, they did they did do an Australian one with Noni Hazelhurst. I remember they did that as well. I think that there is also one with Arnold reading it. No, really? No, no, it's not Arnold No, no, it's not... No, it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Liam Neeson. Wow. Liam Neeson reading it. Was he it. like, if, uh, if you, if you hey, don't go I'll, to sleep, 
I'll find you. I'll hunt you down. <laughs> no, well, he did one not that long ago where he read um, three little monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> and he gets gets to like the third, like he's like two little monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> this woman is stupid and should be committed. <laughs> she shouldn't be calling a doctor. She be should be calling a veterinarian. <laughs> There's actually a uh, a video I saw. In, syn- in, syn- in synopsis, <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> so I saw a video yesterday. I think it was actually shared by, um, you know, Aussie Man Reviews, hilarious YouTube channel, Facebook. That guy's a legend. <laughs> but um, he shared this yeah. one. It's like it was a, it was a parody of like um, American ads sort of like health ads and anybody who's ever seen an ad from America that relates to any sort of medicine or health will know that the first half of the ad are happy people talking about how they can't poop properly and how they started taking quadracentric x plus z it made them poop better and then the second half of the ad will be about every single side effects. If you have diarrhea, consult your doctor. If you're thinking about killing yourself, consult your doctor. Not to be taken with chicken. Do not feed the dogs. Make sure that you consult your vet. And then, like, in the background, you've got the previously said happy people being really happy still, even though they've basically got a voiceover saying, you will die if you take this tablet after 7 o'clock on a Tuesday. So this parody ad is basically, like, a guy, and he gets there and he's like, are you tired of, you know, being tired? Then why not harden the fuck up and eat normal shit? And he's just basically like, it's just so like blase, you're not expecting it. And he's just talking about a cookbook where you're just basically eating whatever the fuck you want. And then so you've got like a little old lady who's just the sweetest little old thing. And she's just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to eat what the fuck I wanted. And it's just, anyway, I'm not explaining it very well. But trust well, me, it's funny. But, on that, on that, the, the, there's one on uh, cyanide and happiness, which is exactly the same thing. It's like, um, like can't get out of the bed in the morning, can't go to work in the morning. Well, just do it. <laughs> they go to, and and there's another one when, uh, and the other one is don't stop doing that. So was, uh, don't do it. That's what it's called. And it's like the the girl answered the door. It's like, should I have sex with the mailman while my husband's at work? <laughs> No, don't do it. Thanks, don't do it. I think I've seen that one too it's, before, yeah. I, people just need to grow a freaking sense of common sense. It's so it's not in the world anymore. Mm. Common sense does not exist. Mm-hmm. It's rarer than seeing a leopard with a facelift. That's it's, what it's, it's rare. rarer than seeing Richmond make the finals. And on that note, Josh... Here's what I want to talk to you about. Oh, we're up this week, mate. We are, we are up because, this week, mate. Because you know what makes this even special is, of course, I'm going to be at the game with former co-host Samuel McCrossan and my father. So, you know, I have, I've been to Colton Richmond games in the past, but I haven't been to one in quite some time. It's always good that it's the first game. And look, I remember the last time I used to go to Colton Richmond games... This was when, you know, I mean, Richmond kind of did okay for a few years and they've kind of gone shit again. But this was when they were shit shit. So, like, and Carlton were fairly good, well, at least when we were good for a couple of years. So, you would go to the games and, like, Richmond fans would be just, you know, so optimistic. They're like, oh, it's game one. Here we go. Another season. Here we go. I'm from Tigerland. And then I remember, like, one of the games, you guys were winning all, like, every single minute of the match. And like, I had people, they were celebrating like you were winning the fucking premiership. It's like round one, guys. And then we, of course, overran you guys and won. And they looked so depressed. They were like, oh, my God, we're in for another season. Oh, this is terrible. But this week, this week it's the opposite because Carlton are pretty much expected to win the wooden spoon this year. You guys are probably expected to finish ninth. So it's, 
I'm going to be intrigued to go to a Carlton Richmond game where I'm going to be like the Richmond supporter thinking, oh, maybe we won't finish last this year. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting game. I'll tell you what, I'm, I might have to watch this one on the TV because it's... It's it's because it, my wife also goes to Richmond, which is. What's going for Carlton? No, no, that's what I meant to say. She goes to Carlton. <laughs> I was about to say. She also goes. I was going to say you really did brainwash well, your wife. <laughs> no, I didn't. No way. At the same time, is obviously the New South Wales Blues for the State of Origin Rugby League, mm. but. Even then, she'll sit there and go, go Maroon, just piss me off. And she goes so, for Cronulla too, does she not? She's, yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. Mm, mm, yeah, so she's a smart woman, despite the fact that she did marry you. Yes, I, I heard that and I chose to ignore that. <laughs> there are lots of things that uh, people should ignore that I say. But it's, it, I mean, look, we, we had, we, you and I were the ones that started the bet, the whole like, oh, the other person has to sing the song. Is this still going to be a thing? Are we still going to do this on a podcast? Do you think we can manage to hook this up over the weekend, no matter what we're doing, that at least one of us will have to sing the song? More than likely, I will have to sing the song. But, you know, if I have to sing one song, Josh. I will proudly sing the Richmond song because I will admit it is the best song in the AFL. Oh, it is. It is. It's better than We Are the Mighty Blues or whatever your bloody <laughs> fairy tale song is. I, I haven't uh, heard it in know, a long time seriously. either, Josh. I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about rugby league at the moment. I think Richmond, not Richmond, the Newcastle Knights just broke their 19 game losing streak last weekend. Oh, who'd they beat? I can't remember. Big think, fan you I are. You're a huge a fan of football. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan when my team sucks more than a who. That's when you're so. meant to be a fan. You're meant to stick with them, you know, through thick and thin. Yeah, I, I have. And now it's gone to anorexic. <laughs> so um, th- 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 there's a time and place. They beat, I can tell you that... Time and place. Actually, mate. unless you're talking about a week before the, the round just gone, I'm looking you actually lost to the Rabbitohs. But if we go back a previous week, you beat the Gold Coast Titans. So, no, so congratulations for beating Jared that's Hayne. Right. He, he, yeah, I've met him. He, he's, he's a nice person in when he's not got his jersey on. Did he, did he change his mind halfway through the conversation and decide to go speak to somebody else? Because that's what he does a lot. He changes his mind a fair bit. He's a woman, basically. No, this is, yes, he is. <laughs> but it wasn't that. I was a missionary, and we were over at his house for dinner. Oh. It was really cool. Again, did he change his mind halfway through? Yeah, no. He's a chicken. Actually, just kidding, decide I want beef. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. I can't really actually remember what he made for dinner. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> it must have been a bloody good meal. Remember that time we went to Jared oh, Payne's I... house for dinner? Don't have a fucking clue what we ate, but I went there. <laughs> it, it was like that, and... Um... Fetch and Cooper Verner. He he used to play for the for the Rebels in the rugby union, mm-hmm. and we were. Well, I went around for his house to dinner, and yeah, it was all right. And I, I think we had chips. <laughs> I think we had fish and chips for dinner. I think we had and, chips. <laughs> but what I remember is that I, I walked in the door and man, he's a big effing Maori, isn't he? <laughs> I love how this conversation has gone from me basically being sexist to saying that women change their minds and now we're just like, he's a big effing Maori. Like, we're, we're stepping on some uh, boundaries here in 2017, Josh. I'm just actually looking at the NRL ad. I love how we've gone from footy now to rugby. And um, you are actually, you're 12th. You're 
you are because you've won the one game. The Panthers, who I believe are the premiership favourites, they're only a game ahead of you. Oh, actually, no, they're a position, I should say. You've won the same amount of games as they have. And the premiership, oh, Newcastle, you're $101 to win the premiership. The Panthers are still only $8. So, uh, whereas my beloved Sharks, well, the reigning premiers, funny. I can actually say that because we won the fucking premiership. Uh, we've only won the one game. We're in seventh, and our odds are at $15. So, okay. Well, that's interesting about that. It's because my brother goes for the Panthers, so... Well, is, <laughs> is he okay? Uh, I mean, how's yeah, he we, we, we don't... We, I, 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 oh, he, he's deployed at the moment, and I don't know. And he probably doesn't even know that they're on the freaking ladder somewhere <laughs> at the moment. So, um, but, yeah, no, he's, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Mm. It's very interesting, I tell you what. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really going to be so, looking forward to the, the game this week, the, uh, the, the Tigers... Blues and um, you know eighty thousand at the G. It's experiences, of course, like that. You can always, you know, I was. It's going to be weird because, like, I obviously went to the grand final last year, saw the doggies beat Swans, and so I can say officially that I went to the last game of two thousand and sixteen, and also the first game of two thousand and seventeen, both at the same venue. So um, there's a weird thing that I can say. I don't even know why that's a thing for me to mention, but hey, cool. Why not? Well, that's wrong. Here's another weird thing to say. Tasmania has an attractive member of the opposition in their state parliament. How's that sound? I thought you were just about to say, here's another weird thing to say, Tasmania. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Just Brian Brian Green was pretty attractive. I don't know. This other bird seems pretty all right. (laughs) This other bird. That's a long-term friend of the brink, Rebecca White, you are talking about there, Josh. You really have been in New South Wales that amount of time. Uh, I'm away from the legislation of Tasmania, so yes. Now, Rebecca White, uh, I think I did hear when the the shock announcement came through that he'd resigned from the, as leader of the opposition, I think it was due to family issues. I actually can't remember what the issues were. Um, No, he just quit because they weren't going to win the election and he was basically, you need to quit because we're going to lose. (laughs) Which doesn't sound right, because Tasmania, like, traditionally is a labour... State. True, but the thing the thing is, it's like they they did have polls out late recently, and you know uh, Willie's quite popular. Um, and uh, look, as somebody myself who's generally swayed a certain way with voting, even I would have had a hard time voting for Brian Green. So you know, I, I think they've done the right thing. This has definitely given them a real fighting chance, and um, particularly she's the youngest ever. Uh, leader of a party in the history of Tasmania. She's 33. She's only three years older than you and I. So, um, which it's it's amazing. And I think for somebody for somebody her age that she might have that held against her. She's actually a very intelligent lady, and I think somebody who would do quite well for this state should she be elected. Well, that's the thing. I, I have no problem with the age of someone coming into politics. I think younger is usually, in, if you look at it, it can be better. Um, it means they don't have previous hang-ups. They don't have ideas that uh they can't that some of them are not as stubborn as the as the older generation and they're, they're also more and from what i've seen like in local governments you can see all the old codgers who are in they don't do diddly squat but then you've got these young guys come in they've got a fire in them it's like someone's put kerosene down their underpants and sparked something with their phone and they're off and moving. Well, and that's and that's something that's really good to see. Well, one thing I will say, and I, I completely agree with you, although having said that, age can be an issue if you're electing a five-year-old to Parliament because I'm not sure they're going to stand up and be like, Mr. Speaker, I pissed myself. 
Yeah, well, with some of the people we have in Parliament now, it probably <laughs> wouldn't be that different. <laughs> like, seriously, there are some absolute wankers in Parliament at the moment. <laughs> Listening to Question Time is like watching Jerry Springer. It's... <laughs> Ridiculous. So we're a stone throw away from they the uh, the public gallery yelling out Malcolm, 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 Malcolm. <laughs> that, that's exactly right, and it's they should have flipping Jeremy Kyle come out with. All right, we've done a lie detector test on the leader of the opposition. Have you been a tosspot your entire life? <laughs> You said no. Why did you say no? You were telling her, no, it just says you're a liar, bud. So I think that's what it sounds like it needs. And and for then, elections, then you... for elections, Josh, we get, this is a picture of this, Bill Shorten, Malcolm Turnbull, sitting on chairs, Mori Povich. We've got the test results here. Bill, you are not the Prime Minister! And then Malcolm turns up and he starts doing a little dance on the chair. And then Bill's like, oh, oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you! He just seems like, I told you, I told you, I am the Prime Minister, I am the Prime Minister! That makes politics entertaining. I reckon that would be so much fun. Yeah. Have you have you seen the video? It's on Facebook. It was like, um, the, the, was it, this is the 40th, Fifth Parliament of Australia. I can't remember the exact. In the last like four the, years, it is like yes. the parliament, the new parliament. Yes, and it was like the forty-fifth Parliament edited over um, kindergarten cop. It was fantastic. It was so funny. I haven't seen it. Was it. Like he's holding up. He's like, <laughs> uh, uh, just I'll I'll tag you in. Do it. it. You do the, that, Josh. Brink no, you do Facebook that. Facebook page because it is funny as the, it is funny as you, it made me laugh. Well, speaking of laugh, if you ever need a good laugh, just go to YouTube, type in Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. There's like a ten minute long video of just his greatest one liners, and they're the best. And actually, Arnold was in Australia this weekend. Sadly, I don't think he can join us this week on the on the brink. I think he's too busy at his strongman exhibition. But um. He actually was in legitimately in Australia, you know. So um, I know Arnold, if you're listening, that was pretty good. Sad that you can't be here, which is usually it's weird. He's usually only ever on the show when you're on the show, Josh. But it's, it's sad that he can't I, join I, us. I this know, week. I know. I, th- I think it's because he, he he can't break the law of physics today. True. Yeah. But but with with the the uh, the. Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. There, there's another good video on there, and they've dubbed Arnold Schwarzenegger over Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. And yeah. that was that. Was, it was like he's like they're on the Death Star, and it's like the the Death Star will be operational this month. That is no bathroom. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> They did one for Formula. They did one for uh, one of the Formula One drivers, Kimi Raikkonen, and they dubbed it over like it was his radio. And so, like, there's this scene. I think. Um, this bit where, like, he, he puts his hand up in frustration or something like that. So this person, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's just, you know. <laughs> oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger makes everything like, better. Around, like, 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 could you imagine, like, he's, he's, like, coming around a turn and someone cups, cuts him off. Put that cookie down! No! <laughs> yeah, see, this is why, like, we don't do impersonations. I mean, you sound nothing like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, nothing. You just nothing. can't do it. You, you know who does sound like Arnold? And, and I've... I thought this was crap. I was going through some old Facebook videos. There's an app that I've got on my phone that goes through your Facebook and all the videos that you've shared and that. And there was one done when I, back when I was still in Tassie when we were doing the break at, at, at Edge Radio. Of, um, it was a forget the lyrics. 
and Sam was doing ah, it. Ah, yes, yes, and I he saw was you supposed share to be that. The Cookie Monster. Yep. Seeing, seeing about Star Wars, and it was like he did not sound like <laughs> Cookie Monster. He sounded like I was watching it going, "Oh, Cookie." That was um. Like, that was to don't tell me. Um, that was the smells like Teen Spirit, wasn't? He's like. Oh, I'm a, he's going to the movies to see Star Wars in 3D. That was it. There we go. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We might... Um. Uh, you know was, what, actually, Josh? 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 Can I just interrupt? I'm going to interrupt you. We're, we're Later in this episode, we're going to play a classic Forget the Lyrics. But right now, let's hear that. I want to hear that. Let's hear that. I am the Cookie Monster. I want to go and watch Star Wars in 3D with my friend Sam and we see Darth Vader. Oh, I I know it's good in 3D. Oh, yes, Cookie, Cookie Monster. Oh, yes, oh, yes, Cookie Monster. Oh yes, I like the little Daffeta. Oh yes, I am Cookie Oh yes, Star Wars in 3D. It makes me feel good. It's Star Wars. Oh yes, Star Wars in 3D. It's brilliant because things come out of the screen like the lightsaber and like a Big thing! <laughs> oh yes! My <laughs> cookie monster! <laughs> That's hilarious! That's good! I like that! That was <laughs> that was terrible. I did too. Laughter there by me. I don't I don't know what we listened to, but I liked it. <laughs> that uh, Josh, that's the general reaction yes. of people who listen to the brink. <laughs> They're like, I don't yes. know what I just listened to, but I liked it. It was it was cool. Yeah, it was, it was just it's just like sex with a fat person. It was like yeah, I don't know what that was. Women have said that to me the first good. time I've ever had sex. There you go, Josh. That is like having sex with a fat person. That's again what women say to me. It's on my business card. Um, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I pick up girls. I enjoyed it. I hand I hand on my card. It's like do, don't do, judge do, me because I'm fat. Wanna, You'll enjoy do, it. Do you want to experience something fun? <laughs> you won't know what it is until you have it. Yes. <laughs> I think on that note, Josh. Um... No, 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 no. Like you can do it. Like one of those late night SBS lines. Like, have you wanted to try it with a large hand? <laughs> Call Ben for something that you won't know exactly what happened, but it could be fun. Like the good old days when you'd be watching. Like it's like marmalade. You don't know what it is, but it's so. <laughs> The uh, the good old days when you'd be watching late night TV and the phone sex ads were on with the really weird looking women that like I don't want to ring and have phone sex with you because if that's what you really look like that's not going to give me an erection. Um, but speaking of marmalade, actually, this is a weird segue to end it. I heard a joke. I heard a joke yesterday, Josh, and I thought it was funny. And this is again, this is not a dad joke. I'm old. I'm telling shit jokes now. But I'm going to end our segment today by telling you and the listeners a joke. Are you ready for it? Only if I can share a very, very horrid joke after this. Well, well, do you want to tell yours first? Because I feel like yours has got a bit more build-up now. (laughs) uh, Mine is really bad, though. Well, good, because that will make mine sound better. (laughs) Like, when I say bad, it's like, it's slightly offensive. Is it it a Mormon joke, or, like, what is it? (laughs) 
No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a joke about Africa. Oh, okay, well, look, that that can never go bad. Uh, let's let's go for it. Let's <laughs> let's hear it. Well, the worst thing you do is edit. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, people might not ever hear this, but hey, let's, you know, if you're hearing it, if you're hearing this bit right now, you know it's not that bad, or maybe it is really that bad, but we don't give a fuck because no one's listening anyway. So please go ahead. All right, scientists have just discovered that technical issues. Please stand by. That's made the episode. Uh, <laughs> and maybe it has. I don't even know. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. Mine's actually quite tame right now. Uh, <laughs> see, my, see, this thing is like, it, it, it's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me just reiterate, be before I tell this joke, Josh is the religious one. Josh <laughs> is a devout religious man. Okay. He went on a mission for two years where he lived by Jesus and the, the religion shit that he believes in. No offense. It's not shit. You believe in it. It's truth for you. But, like, you told that joke, not me. <laughs> My joke that I let this on. Thing, yeah, but, so people that, who know me, and you, you should know that, is you know that my jokes are never... <laughs> What a normal Mormon would say. True. Let's let's be honest. That joke that just told was probably a normal, nice joke that Josh has actually said. That's a, that's a that's a children's joke compared to what he generally says. So that's it. And they're, they're usually fatsis, racist, sexist, or all of the above. Speaking of all of the above, this isn't any of them. Josh, what is the difference between marmalade and jam? What? You can't marmalade something up your asshole. There we go. That's ending it. Josh, thank you. You'll be on next week, probably, so I can sing the Richmond song. But thank you. Go Blues. <laughs> now, during the week, one of our sister programs, 007, of course, it's a James Bond podcast, Australia's original James Bond podcast, available now via 007.wordpress.com or, of course, on iTunes or your local podcast provider. We had our 50th episode. Yay, celebration. Woohoo. One of the big names we got on it, though, actually the big name we got on it, besides uh, our co-host Noah, who returned for the first time in a long time, was uh, Hollywood legend Robert Darvey. Now, uh, Robert Darvey played Franz Sanchez in the 1989 James Bond film Licensed to Kill, the main antagonist against James Bond in that movie, one of the greatest James Bond villains of all time, but has also been in uh, a heap of other movies, more than 100 TV shows and movies. He was in Die Hard, The Expendables. He's provided voices for games like Grand Theft Auto. He's He's been in everything, and he's also now currently singing Frank Sinatra songs because he is actually really good friends with Frank Sinatra as well. So we got him on the show, and... 
And uh, we also uh, simulcast this interview on our other sister show, The Oz Network, also available via iTunes and theoznetwork.net. Got to do some uh, selfless cross-promoting there at the same time. But we thought we would bring you just a little snippet of the Robert Darby interview, just because it was a very big name. And uh, in this little snippet you will hear, uh, Robert is talking about um, basically preparation for the role. If you haven't seen Licence to Kill, no spoilers, Fran Sanchez is a a big-time drug lord and sort of modelled, you know, late 80s, Miami Vice, people like Pablo Escobar, you know, those sort of things you're thinking of. And uh, in this little snippet, speaking of Pablo Escobar, there's a bit of a segue here because he talks about the time he actually got to meet Pablo Escobar. Listen to this. This is a snippet from our Robert Darby interview from 007. I also read that in, in preparation for the role, uh, obviously, given the, the drug cartel connections that Sanchez has in the film and, and the type of character, that you yourself, uh, to research and get ready for this role, had to get involved with some quite interesting characters in preparation for, for this film. I mean, what was what was that like? How do you go about finding some Colombian drug lords? I guess you don't just get the phone book and try and dial a few. I guess it's a bit more difficult than that. Actually, you'll find all types in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and, uh, and especially in Hollywood. It was the 80s too, wasn't it? Anything so. you may have to Yeah, end of the 80s. So anyway, so... Yeah, you just question. I heard somebody was a Colombian guy, and I said, really, he was from Medellin. And he, I think through a model, I think through one of, these, one of these girls that became a pleasure wife of Adnan Khashoggi or something. There was some, there was, and I heard that she had an ex-boyfriend who was dealing, and uh, he was from Colombia and Medellin. And I said, oh, can I, uh, can I talk to this guy? And he knew then the, uh, the um, uh, what is it, the uh, architect. A guy that did uh, Escobar's house. Wow! And uh, <laughs> wow! And then, and then, yeah. Then I, then I talked, and then subsequently, in the nineties, uh, in the early, right around then, you know, right early, I, I met Pablo Escobar in in uh, Brazil. Wow! How does that? How does that go? How how do you go into that meeting someone like that, and I guess try and stay calm. <laughs> Well, first off, I didn't know I was meeting him. Wow, okay. <laughs> I was in Brazil doing a film with a director. I was in Manaus, which is, uh, Manaus is northern in Horaima, part of Brazil. I was doing a film with Mika Kaurismaki, great uh, Finnish director, him and his brother Aki. Aki gets a lot of awards, and Mika's uh, like, uh, he's kind of like uh, commercial and art, a uh, little different. But anyway, he did this film called Amazon, Amazon. And it was about the Garimpos, the gold diggers in the Amazon rainforest. And uh, I wound up playing this character, and we were there for like nine weeks. Uh, and I was in Horaima, in Manaus, where the rubber barons used to be. They had this beautiful, the Hotel Trapacal, this amazing uh, place built right in the middle of the jungle. Kind of like a Fitzcarraldo thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, there I am. And uh, I'm in this big dining room after being in the in the deep jungle in Tepecan and Boa Vista for like a few weeks where there was just old monkeys, old monkeys and, and uh, Finnish crew with uh, high on vodka. You know, <laughs> it was funny. But. So I finally get to civilization and I'm there in this wonderful banquet hall. And um, a couple of guys approach me and uh, they the film had just been released in Brazil couple of weeks earlier. Wow. And um, it was like very big over there. And 
they said to me, oh, Robert Davi, we would love to uh, invite you, our friend. Uh, uh, he knows you're in town, because uh, there was publicity on it. We'd love to invite you to the villa, and have something to drink, and maybe meet and talk. I said, ooh. And he said, oh, no, there's no matter, but we take you. Uh, and I was, I says, huh. And he says, I said, he's very interesting, man. And, uh, you know, the, he will uh, love to have this and you'll be rewarded for your, you know, whatever. So not rewarded, but something that led to, I think I was going to get a Rolex watch. You know what I mean? If I showed up. <laughs> right. That kind of vibe. Right. <laughs> All right. And, and, be, and being, you know, here I was in the rainforest and they said, oh, this is interesting, you know. All right, I'm, I'm up for an experience. So they took me and they drove me for about 45 minutes into the jungle. And then an area, little dirt road kind of thing in the middle of the jungle. And then all of a sudden this area opens up. Like there's like a, a gate that has trees on it that is hidden. And then another long road that's uh, paved uh, into the jungle. And then this villa in the middle of this area and guards. And then all of a sudden it becomes apparent, you know, uh, that I'm going to meet somebody interesting. And then I meet this guy, uh, Pablo Escobar. Wow. And he told me some interesting stories. He, he liked the film. He liked the idea of the loyalty is more important <laughs> to me than money. He mentioned that. Uh, he said, and then he mentioned, he says, you know, and I knew this. He goes, in my house in Medellin, we have a, uh, in my, I have one of the houses. I had a, a, uh, in the middle of the house. There's a track, it goes out and in, and we play. I play with my friends. We play Lulu, which is I guess a card game there, and we drink aguardiente. It goes, and every, every few minutes you hear, and we stop, and we watch the gate of the Paso Fino horse. Now, there's a special horse that they, Pasatino horses, you know, half a million dollars a piece based on the gate. Their left goes together. Their right, you know, so there's no jiggly. Mm -hmm. Very easy to ride in the mountains and indigenous to that area. Uh, so he told me that would be interesting to have the Pasofino horse to show the appreciation of these beautiful animals. And then he said, uh, I tell you my mentality. When I was young, and I'm a businessman, when I was young, I wanted to buy a discotheque and they didn't let me buy the discotheque. They didn't sell it to me because I was in, they said I was unsavory. So they wouldn't sell me the discotheque. And I offered them double the money, they wouldn't sell it. So what I did was I built a couple of years later the exact replica across the street to a tea. <laughs> and I charged no one any, any fee to come in to drink nothing and put them out of business. Wow. <laughs> Because they didn't sell it to me. This is my mentality. Wow. Anyway, so that was a very interesting uh, peek into his, his a little bit of his psyche. And, and I can definitely imagine then, Robert, that you're glad he liked the film. Um, I mean, I couldn't imagine if he's, <laughs> if he's brought you to his place like that, only for him to be like, I have some problems with the way you played that character. I didn't like it. <laughs> fascinating. Just fascinating to, to hear that story. And... Uh, well, obviously, Robert's uh, very much alive, so there you go. That was uh, a bit of an interesting uh, tale. If you want to hear the full interview of that, 007.wordpress.com. That's our 50th episode, Spectacular. Or, of course, the oznetwork.net if you want to hear that one as well, without all the uh, James Bond stuff on either side of it. And now it is time for... This is like a flash, 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 
flashback. We're going back to the year 2010 with a bit of Tasmanian political news during the week, of course, with uh, Brian Green stepping down as opposition leader. And we have a new opposition leader in Tasmania, Rebecca White, a former guest of the brink as well. You really think we would probably play an interview with her, but no, we're doing something a little bit different. In 2010, it was an election year in Tasmania, and then we managed to get a little bit of an insight into how the then Premier, David Bartlett, um, happened to go and speak to the Governor and then uh, basically help get the election called. We had some secret microphones in there. So let's hear this snippet, 2010. But I do hear word, Anthony, that uh, Premier David Bartlett has um, he's gotten in the, the government car. I don't, I don't know what official car they use. Let's just call it MC Hammer. And what? I don't know. And he's driven up to government, government House, and I believe we might have a bit of a... Live cross there, Anthony. Is it working? Do you think? Um, hang on, the transmission's coming through. It's now. a bit. It's a, it might be a bit of a delay coming from Vancouver think, to Hobart. I, I think. I think he's knocking on the door. Okay, we're going to cross live now to Government House. This is Bartlett and uh, and and Pete Underwood. What's going on here? Petey, Petey, wake up! <laughs> Who is it? It's the Premier. You know. Oh, Barty, Barty. How are you there? What are you doing at this early stage of the morning? Look, I need to ask a favour, something that um, I think listening is uh, very important at this time. I need an election. Uh, I was just wondering if you could give one to me. It's very important to me and uh, the people of Tasmania. Oh, look, it's... What time is it in the morning? It's five to nine at the moment, uh, Barty. And uh, Time you wake up. So... Look, have you have you been doing enough listening out there in the in the electorate before you come up to see me? Look, as uh, as premier of this fine state, uh, listening is something that uh, we we tend to do best, and uh, we are implementing strategies to enhance our listening uh, abilities. And and just before I, uh, I'm still in my pajamas, but before I get out, I'm ju- just want to making sure that uh, old uh, Lala's up here and uh, and and Gaza as well to make sure that we've got enough people up for the uh, photo opportunity for for this. If I call this election with you, I'll just give it to us. <laughs> who do you think I am? Do you know who I am? Sorry, is that your wife? Is it? Is that is that is that? Is that Gaza Graham out there? Do you know who I am? <laughs> Sit. Sit. I'm going back to the car. Come on, Graham. No, no, come, don't be like that, Graham. Just come on. Be good. Right, well, just give me a few minutes. I just need to have some breakfast, a bit of tea, and uh, if you just uh, sit yourself out there, I'll be out in a few moments there, Barty. I'm not actually sure, listening back on that now, if that was legit. I'm going to be honest here, Brinkers, and say I think that might have been a bit of a porky pie. I think that might have been faked. Sorry to ruin the illusion, but um, sadly, you've got to tell the truth every now and then, and that's what I just did here on the Brinkers. From a flashback to my favourite part of the podcast every week. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the Lyrics. You know it. You love it. And if you don't know it, if this just happens to be the very first podcast episode you've ever listened to of the Brink, then why the fuck are you choosing number 16? But hey, cool, whatever. Like, here you are. Welcome aboard. Uh, we're going back 
to the year 2014, and we're going to hear myself and Dakota sing. It seems to be a, co- a recurring theme. We're, we're liking myself and Dakota singing. Uh, Dakota, did I just call him Nakota? That's a strange name. Uh, Best of You by the Foo Fighters. I believe this was right about the time the Foo Fighters were in Tassie. So uh, here you go, uh, and I believe the topic is uh, returning to school from memory. So uh, let's go back to 2014 and hear a bit of myself and Dakota sing. Nice guitar playing in the background there, Dakota. Oh, I'm going back to school. I don't want to. The holidays are over now. I can't sleep in. It really sucks that I've got to learn about algebra and maths and maths and maths and English. I don't want to learn about history and science and science and all that stuff. Is it going to be alright that I learnt about that thing? I was playing PlayStation yesterday and my phone would ring. Now it's on silent and my teacher told me off for snapchatting a picture of her top. I really don't want to go back to school because it's quite boring. Because I want to learn about playing stuff on the PlayStation. Because it really sucks to go to school, go to school, and not come on the brink. Dakota can't learn about, about the stuff on this show in the morning. Because it really sucks to be on the show and not go to school. No, it doesn't. It sucks to go to school. Because I want to go to school and learn. Dakota, you can sing right now. There's no bits where I can sing. No. Okay, six bar break. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Ah. School. Oh, okay. Do I have to say this? Okay. Okay. <laughs> school. 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 It's just oh, 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 oh. Don't oh. Yeah, but it's oh, okay. I woke up this morning. Oh, jeez. Um, I thought I could sleep in. Oh, what the hell? Da da. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. I woke up this morning today. What thought I could sleep in? Then my mum walked into my room. Said I had to. Oh, wow. What is this? Come on, don't the, the white bits are going over the orange bits too fast. Yeah, on the lyrics, okay? <laughs> are, you, are you throwing in the towel? <laughs> yes. Are you yeah. throwing in the towel? Yeah. Oh. See, if I had a started. Never gets old. Never gets old. I know you're thinking that shit, but believe me when I say you love it. I know you love it. And uh, no doubt there'll be more next week. So uh, suck it up and wait until then. <laughs> 
pretty much time for us to uh, bugger off, peace out, and uh, be on our way. But before we do, a little bit of uh, extra here for you. You love hearing me sing, apparently. Uh, you already heard it in Forget the Lyrics. Now, of course, high noon, Friday afternoons, 12 to 2 p.m., only on Edge Radio. We uh, did a bit of a singing segment last week, but it wasn't actually a sort of a random one. We decided to pre-plan it. And uh, if you listened to last week's episode of The Brink, you would have seen the death of my youth. This is now 30-year-old Ben speaking to you as my birthday was on the weekend. Thank you for your wishes. You're welcome. Now, I decided to sing a song in order to, I guess, uh, commiserate the fact that I was dying. My youth um, was dead. So uh, this was a bit of a song put together to the uh, tune of, of the Chainsmokers hit Closer. Called Older. We had Marcus Bendel in the studio, uh, Ice Hockey Tasmania secretary and good friend of the shows. And uh, let's just say his reaction pretty much probably will sum up your reaction because, uh, again, if you don't like singing, if you don't like bad people singing, then maybe skip for the podcast about three minutes so you can just not hear this. But uh, here it is, Closer, uh, the version done by High Noon, though, instead, called Older. Hey, I was doing just fine before I met you My teens were so fun but they ended But I'm okay Hey, is this where the grey hair starts to appear? But I hope that part really isn't true I know it breaks my heart No longer in my twenties and allowed to fight Ten years old done Now I'm saying bye to the days of young And it, it, it really sucks Yes, it really kind of actually does suck So baby, pull me closer to the nursing home in Dover That I know I'll be at soon Drinking soup from a spoon Mashing prunes and watching Matlock Sleeping with some sexy old socks from that Kmart No, hold her tomorrow, I'll be that much older Tomorrow I'll be that much older Tomorrow I'll be that much older I don't look as good as the day I was young I forget just what that was like It's insane Stay And play that wicked PS3 game That used to be so cool back in the day I know it breaks my heart Days getting closer to a walking frame cart And ten years gone quick Now I'm too old to say words like And yeah, I'm screwed Yeah, I'm screwed So baby, pull me closer to the nursing home in Dover That I know I'll be at soon Drinking soup from a spoon Mashing prunes and watching Matlock Sleeping with sexy old socks From that Kmart note holder Tomorrow I'll be that much older Tomorrow I'll be that much older (laughs) 
Tomorrow I'll be that much older. So baby, pull me closer to the nursing home in Dover that I know I'll be at soon. Drinking soup from a spoon, mashing prunes and watching Matlock sleeping with sexy old socks from that Kmart note holder. Tomorrow I'll be that much older. 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 I am really getting older. I am really getting older. Okay, well, guess um, getting older. Yeah, screw that. Nobody got time for that. I'm out of here. I apologise that you cannot get those minutes of your life back and uh, clean your ears out. So uh, there you go. And um, again, thank you for the uh, birthday wishes. I appreciate them. Now, uh, well, just a couple of things. That was also uh, a reference on that show, I should say, on on High Noon, if I can speak properly here, man. That uh, last week I also hosted my 2000th episode of podcast or radio it hit the big 2000 mark got a letter from the queen and everything she called me up she was like oh ben i'm so happy for you and i was like cool cheers lizzie see you on sunday for dinner but uh gonna put together a bit of a 2000 themed episode we we did a sort of a clip just to music that we played on high noon it's also available on the high noon podcast feed on itunes but uh during the week we will be releasing a special episode where i'm going to basically go through a lot of my favorite interviews and episodes throughout my career and just kind of bring those to you as well a bit of a trip down memory lane so it won't just be brink stuff we will put it up on the brink feed but you will also hear uh, all the other shows that i've done over the years and uh, given that the brink was the mother of them all and it was kind of formed throughout all those so you'll hear that throughout the week and also if you are a formula one fan and have followed our very first ever spin-off show way back in 2009 the qualifying lap formerly the f1 show uh sam and myself former co-host on the show sam has appeared on a reboot Again, uh, we're heading to Melbourne, as we do every year, to cover the Grand Prix. So uh, we'll be putting podcasts up hopefully daily with that, so stay tuned. And there will be another Brink Unleashed, kind of like a bit of a spin-off side quest. It's not going to be the Brink Unleashed 7, it's going to be the Brink Unleashed 6.5. A bit of a bridging gap that's going to close off a story from an older Brink one. A bit of fun, it's only going to be a short one. You don't have to sit through three hours of, the, of it all like you did for the last one. So again, stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll have no doubt more details coming to you via our Facebook page, which is a perfect time to mention it. It is facebook.com forward slash The Brink Radio Show. Like us on there. Stay up to date. Send us a message. Tell us to shut up. Tell us to stop singing. We're going to do it anyway. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes. Easiest way to get these. And please do rate us. Leave us feedback. We always like to hear what you think of the show, even if you fucking hate it. But you're like me and you just can't give up on things. Once there's something going on, you've got to keep listening to it. You can't give up. So again, if you hate it, if you think it's the shittest thing you've ever heard, then comment. Say, hi, one star, shittest thing I've ever heard. And I will uh, appreciate your honesty. So uh, you're welcome and thank you in advance. If you don't have iTunes, it is available on other podcast streams. You can find our uh, our RSS feed. I don't know why I'm saying HTML feed. Wrong thing, Ben. And you, of course, can find that on our Facebook page as well and subscribe by your relevant provider that gets you podcasts. That simple. Thank you for your company today to all our guests on the show. And we will be back next week once again for another brink. We will be bringing you bits and pieces from Melbourne 
and uh, having a good old time. So in the meantime, we hope you have a fantastic week wherever you are listening to us, especially if you're a Mountain View. Hello, g'day, you're awesome, great messages. We want to hear from you. Until then, keep sucking those oranges and good night.